all are going to Love Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You are about to arrive to the right place. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Ellen and Aaron Sports Talk Are you ready for it? Now, here is Ellen and Aaron. Right now, one second and we'll kick things off with with F.A. Jogger. F.A. Uh, F.A. there, sir. Hello? I thought you heard me. Yeah, okay, hear me. can you hear me now, F.A.? No, Epic cannot hear me. Hold on one second, guys. The, the parallel Zoom calls are the, the technical. The parallel Zoom calls are the technical difficulties. Um, so give, give, give us one second. Wait for Epic to hear me, um, and then we will get. Then we will get that. Uh, then we will get that. Guys, we're just having some technical difficulties here on the show. Debbie, can you hear us now? With the press conference. Sorry about the delay. Yeah. Yes, F.A., welcome. Thank you for joining us today, F.A. Uh, are you all going to be put on Apple? Yes, one second. One second. That's the champ, F.A. Ajave. We're on a Zoom call here, so... You know, with Zoom, you, you sometimes you get technical difficulties, but we're going to he's gonna put on his headphones to F.A. Ajabe right now. I even had to log in late myself because of the technical difficulties. Can you hear us, F.A.? Yeah, you Perfect, perfect, perfect. Thank you, guys, and thank you for bearing with us. A little technical difficulties on the Zoom. Um, you will be able to take footage of this press conference um, from the Copper YouTube channel after, so feel, so feel free uh, to do so. Uh, joining us on the line right now is the president of, right before we get to FA, the president of Copper Todd DeBuff. Todd, welcome, welcome today. Can you talk a little bit about two things, both um, how important it was for Copper and ESPN to get the main event, uh, the, the main event we the last time we scheduled so soon? And uh, what what you see in FA Jogba and, and how you feel like FA is going to fit into that heavyweight picture moving forward. Well, uh, thanks, Evan. I appreciate everybody for showing up uh, this morning. You know, you, you know, we're all dealing with the the uncertainties of COVID issues, and we're all dealing with it. And we kind of got nipped in the bud early on this year, where we felt like we dodged a lot of bullets last year. Um, so I, you know, the, the importance really is for the fighters, right? For the fighters to get back, you know, get back on track and not miss too much time. Um, so when when we were able to slot this in and find a good home for it and get this back on the books right away, there's a lot of opportunity in the light heavyweights. Obviously, we 
saw better be a successful defense uh, was the last week uh, or two weeks ago from, from Russia. We wanted to be on that pace to get everybody back in action and then make these big fights happen. So, listen, everybody worked quickly. Everybody. You know, this is, but honestly, this is this is going to be really from the U.S. our first uh, first bout outside the bubble too. So moving into Tulsa is um, going to be a, um, kind of like a, a breath of fresh air for some people because we're so used to the bu- bubble. On FA, you know, you're dealing with a you're dealing with a absolute you know wonderful prospect that has got incredible power, um, has taken a lot. You know, people rate him as one of the top prospects in the heavyweight division. And I think he was off for a bit last time, and I, we wanted to keep him back going. The division is loaded, as we know, with, but there's a few elite guys, and we think FA is one of those elite guys. And um, we think he's uh, he's proven it over, you know, since he came onto the scene. And I think we're now trying to step it up, and he's going to be knocking on some big heavyweight doors. So very exciting times for heavyweights and especially young young prospects like FA. <coughs> Thank you, Todd, and, and thank you, F.A. F.A., um, you made your debut at top rank last September. Uh, top, top fight against Jonathan Wright. Um, how's been sort of that, that time off, and, and, and what are you looking to improve, and what are you looking to show the fans against Brian Howard on Saturday night? Um, yeah, you know, um, you know, in that last fight, it did, uh, you know, the last, um, you know, I was, I was not prepared enough for just to pay for two months. For that fact, so I was not fully prepared in that fact, you know, so just got into no contracts. But now I'm fully prepared for doing our work. It just started in there, so, you know, I have what it takes to be that fact because, you know, so I've been fully prepared in that fact, you know, so, you know, I've been for scary, you know, training, training so hard to get to that fact. Thank you, F.A. And a reminder, everybody wants to ask questions, please raise your hand um, in the chat queue, um, and you will um, you'll be able to ask a question. And uh, unfortunately, we look like we're sold out at the Osage Casino here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I guess uh, absence needs the heart to respond because the fans in Oklahoma uh, snapped up tickets rather quickly um, for, this, uh, for this event. So now we are going to go to the questions, and we are going to kick things off with Jake Donovan from BoxingScene.com. Jake, please go ahead. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, welcome back to the ring. Um, I wanted to ask, you said last time you didn't have a lot of time to prepare for your fight. Um, just how much more have you been able to grow with uh, Jake Roma and like, what do you feel is different about this camp and going into that fight? Yeah, this kind is different from the old camp, you know, so things go scary. It's a good learning process, you know, so, you know, there are some things I don't, I don't know that Kuske is teaching me, Kuske is teaching me a lot of stuff that I don't know, you know, so which is good for me on uh, my boxing foundation and uh, my hand, uh, combination of punches, you know, so these are the things that Kuske is trying to teach me to put everything together and me to get to the fight. Okay, and then without giving away your game plan, how much better do you think Brian Howard matches up with you stylistically than your last fight? Uh, you know, uh, I think Bauer is not, it's not in my, like what I'm saying, what, what I'm trying to say is, it's not in my position on that fight, you know, so I'm going to use that fight to, to step up to see my performance because uh, I got into a new contract, you know, so I'm, I need to prove myself, you know, so in my last fight, uh, I was not improving, no, so, but this Saturday night, it's going to be more, more, like, going to see more, more of it as ever. You know, more head movement and my combination punches, you know, so all this stuff and uh, my, 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 my footwork, I want to put everything together and give it a hard one. Okay, great. Thanks, Fafé. Good to have you back with the both things Saturday night. Thank you, Jake. And uh, yes, so as I, as I mentioned, please, uh, please use the raise hand button uh, on, your, uh, on, your, on your feed and we will uh, we will get the questions, but uh, before we get to the, before we get to the, another question, Fa, what do you know uh, about Brian Howard? Um, I think we, we all saw him with a big, big knockout over Carlson Madrone uh, relatively recently. Um, is his power something that you are uh, that, that you are uh, looking uh, you know, 
in your game plan. Is, is, is this power something you are aware of in game plan? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything like good, good day to say I'm going to nothing much. So it's just, I'm going to good day to do my job, to get my job done, you know. So uh, everything I change in the gym, I'm going to put everything in, in, in the fight, you know. So I'm going to start with the job, my football, everything. That's all. All right, all right. Now, and, and you know, you're a guy who is knocking people out very, very quickly throughout your career. We have, and uh, especially, we all know about your famous one-second fight, which wasn't a knockout, but you pulled the record for the victory of the shortest bout in boxing history. Um, but did go, how, how helpful was it for you and for your team to go ten rounds? against Jonathan Wright in your last fight, and, and can you talk about the experience of going the distance and how that helped you moving forward? Uh, you know, so, uh, like I said before, like I said earlier before, like, hey, I was not fully prepared in that fight. Just two months. In my last fight against Jonathan Wright, so I was not fully prepared. So, you know, I was trying to do a lot of stuff, a lot of things in my head. And so, but right now, I'm very 100% focused, you know, in that fact. So it is you not know, that So I was not fully prepared in that fact. So that's why I went to discuss with him. Okay, and now we're going to open up the questions to Alan Alford. Alan, please uh, unmute yourself and ask your question. How you doing, Mr. Jabe? Thank you for being with us. Yes, uh, my question to you would be, being that you're from Texas and you come from a state that's known for boxers. What does it mean to you to come from a state like Texas, you have Errol Spence, yourself, and represent Texas? Yeah, you know, since I came from Nigeria, so, you know, I came to Texas. You know, I have a lot of uh, Africans in Texas. Okay. Uh, like, uh, which is those? Africa, which is those? Yeah. So the Africa restaurant is in Texas, so which is very good for me. We have a lot of Africa community in Texas, so it's a, it's a good place for me to stay. So when I came to now from Nigeria to America, I first went to Texas. So I've not been anywhere, I've not stayed anywhere. I'm back in Texas. So it feels like home to you. Yeah, it, it feels like home for me, you know. So it's like, I have, like, like I said before, we have a lot of uh, African community around us in Texas. So, you know, it's good, it's a place for me to live because we have a lot of people, African people here, live in Texas. Yeah. So, I'll be, be here for three years and four months. Wow, wow. So, you're doing already well, meeting a lot of Africans. So, it feels like home, good home cooking for yes. you. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much, Alan. And uh, we will next go to the next one from Boxing Boys, John. Uh, Dean Turtle, I totally put your name, John, but please unmute, accept my apologies, and uh, unmute yourself and answer a question when ready, sir. You were close. I was close. Uh, I, I'm sure I wasn't close, but I appreciate you being nice and uh, and not making me feel so bad to put your name. John, please go ahead when ready, sir. No problem. Hey, yes, hey. Um, hope you're doing well. Just a quick question for me regarding uh, your, your record so far. Uh, most of your fights have come by way of knockout, so you've got a fantastic pedigree there. Do you think there is a bit more pressure with with a fight with so many knockouts so early on in his in his career? Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just like uh, like I said before, uh, uh, the knockout. Like I've been knocking people out in my first fight to to the last fight, you know, so. You know, I've referred to a lot of guys that have this experience. You know, they know some guys, some fighters that have this experience. They, 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 they watch my right hand because they know I have a powerful right hand. They try to avoid the right hand. So that's why everybody don't want to stay in my front of fight. You just keep running, you know. So that's the only way to survive. And um, in regards to Jonathan Rice, your, your, your last sort of outing, um, which was in 2019 in September. What have you been doing uh, keeping active and staying positive during the pandemic? Uh, you know, during the pandemic, I think, uh, I think during the pandemic, I didn't fight. So, you know, so after, after the COVID-19, everything, like, it, that, that's not my last fight of September. That's what, that was my last fight after the COVID-19. So it's been long. So I've been training 
during the COVID-19, they have been training, you know, so but not in, in the gym, just after uh, in the gym, and in my apartment, uh, neighborhood gym, that they have the gym there, go there and do some training. So that's what I've been doing in the COVID-19 pandemic. So I've been training all along, all along, you know, so it's crazy, you know. Thank you, John. And we have one final question for Efe. Carlos Toro, uh, please go ahead and ask your question when ready. Hi, Efe. Thanks so much for taking time to talk to us. You know, last year, obviously, because of the pandemic, you only got to fight twice, and you've been someone who's been very active prior to, to last year. What was the biggest takeaway that you got from those two fights last year? And what are what do you hope to sort of achieve this year in 2021? Is that you be a lot more active or get to a certain level of opposition? What do you hope to achieve for this year? Uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, right now I'm being a new promotional contract, you know, so, you know, so they try to slow me down a little bit to be active, you know, so, um, you know, this, this Saturday night, I, I try, I'm going to put myself, everything I work on, the team. I'm going to show you in, 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 in my fight, you know, so I'm going to stay active, you know, to make sure I step into the big fight, you know, so that's the only way to get to the big fight, we stay active. That's it. Thank you very much, Carlos, and thank you, thank you, F.A., our apologies for the second difficulties. Is there anything uh, you would like to say to the fans out there um, as you approach Saturday? Yeah, I, I just... I just I want my fans to wish me good luck in the fight because uh, I, I, I train for this fight, I train so hard for this fight, you know, so I, I want them to wish me all the best in my last fight, so, you know, that's it. Thank you so much, Jeffy, and he'll be on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and ESPN Support this top of the hour, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, uh, against Brian Howard, so make sure you catch that. Jeffy, thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you in the next Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you very much. Very much. Thank you. All right. And now, uh, and now as FA, as FA logs off, we go to the man um, who is no stranger uh, to pulling off the heavyweight upset, Ryan Howard, joining us in the call. Brian, how are you doing, sir? How you doing, my man? Well, hey, do you have your video, uh, you have your video on? Do you want to put that video on, Brian? I think, I think, I think the meeting wants, wants to uh, get, get a look at you. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I believe it's it's, it's a black screen that says what Brian Howard, and now we see Brian Howard. Look at it all, look at it all, look at it all. I don't know, Brian, you hanging up sheet rock or something? I don't know what's going on in the background. Oh, no, no. But thank you again, Brian, for joining us today. Um, can you sort of talk about where you were um, and what was going on uh, when, when you got this call to fight uh, F.A. Ajagba and, and uh, coming off your uh, last fight with Frank Sanchez? And how quickly did you jump at that uh, opportunity? Um, we, 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 we're always trying to, man. So we, 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 we try to stay, we try to stay ready for whatever opportunity comes our way and we try to make the best of it every time off. And, and you know, can you talk about your, your guy that, as, as you mentioned on the call, no stranger pulling off the heavyweight upset. No stranger coming in as as the quote unquote B side against that undefeated prospect. Can you talk about the confidence you have knowing that? Listen, against a guy like Carlos Cabrera, you put him out in a round. You've, you've done it before. Can you talk about the confidence that a win like that can give you as, as, as you head into a fight uh, against a guy like FAJ? Oh man, it gives me great confidence knowing that I could step I could step up to the you know to the heavyweight division and, and punch with the big guy. So you know it's. It was it was a challenge, but it, that was that was that was what motivated me. And uh, yeah. as I say, guys, please you can uh, ask questions, raise your hand uh, in the chat. Um, if you cannot figure that out, send me a private message in the Zoom chat, uh, and I will uh, get you in the queue and, and get your questions uh, asked as soon as possible. Um, Jake Donovan, please. Uh, up, Jake, I think Jake just left. This. Jake was going to ask a question. And, oh, there he is. Uh, Jake Donovan, raise hand. Please unmute yourself and go ahead. Great. Thank you very much, Evan. Brian, uh, welcome back to the ring. Uh, I know it's uh, getting that little bit of the Paulo Snigron, my wife's cousin, for the record. So I was a little upset when you got that win. But how frustrating was it to you that you actually didn't get to cash in on that opportunity? 
Um, the free Sanchez opportunities that we're speaking about. I don't know. When you're not going to call up Snake on, that you had to sit out for more than a year. Oh, man, that, that was the most frustrating part. You know, coming in, beating the guy that they, that they picked to beat me, you know, ex-Olympian. Um, it was it was a good opportunity. I, I, I did. I made the best I could of the opportunity um, that night at the Barclays Center. That was a, it was a great ambiance. But um, having to sit out for so long and, and not be able to keep moving, that was real frustrating. It was, it was, it was real challenging. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that night we finally got to see the best of what you had to offer. I've been following you for a very long time, and that, that was like the, the first night we got to see like your full potential. You feel like people got, kind of got a full, uh, a full sense of like going into Frank Sanchez, like they feel like you know maybe okay, this is the guy that's going to show up in, in April, and not the guy that knocked out Carlos Mingo. Ask that question again. I'm sorry, I'm going to try to rephrase it. Do you feel like people got a full sense of what you're about from your last fight? With Frank Sanchez, and not really that you know the guy who knocked out Carlos Mendoza is what you really thought. Nah, they didn't. Um, um, to 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 know you know I don't want to take anything away from Frank, but Frank was a, was a good guy. But I went into that fight with an injury. I had I had um broke my finger on my on my jab hand, so I couldn't get any rhythm with my jab. But they had a good they had a great game plan, and he capitalized off of it. But you know, and I'm not going to you know fall back on the injury because I still I could have you know. I could have, you know, said I didn't get, I could have not taken the fight, but it was some people that, you know, they, they was behind me, so they pushed hard for me to get the opportunity, so I just didn't want to, I didn't want to disappoint anybody. But, um, but, yeah. but but that's it, but yeah, of course, you know, they, they didn't get to see, you know, they didn't get to see the full spectrum of Brian Howard, because, you know, I got, my, my I'm, I've come pretty, I've come pretty much full circle with my fight game. You know, my full work has gotten better, my defense is way better than what it was. In that fight, you know, so and the plus and in my hands to do this. I I say I think the only the only head way that, that could probably match my hands to would probably be Andrew Ruiz. Okay, you have one more question. Hello, can you? Yeah, 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 I got it. yeah you're good. Thank, thank, thank you very much, Jake. Um, now she, uh, we go ahead to uh, Alan Alford, who has his hand raised. Alan, please go ahead and raise. Yes, Mr. Howard, thank you for joining with us today. And my question, oh, you're welcome. And my question to you would be, with the the fight that you have coming up, you know, it, it is a you're fighting a, a Jabe who's not a joke. So fans that care about you and fans that are looking out for you, what can you convince say to them that are worried about you in this fight? They don't need to be worried about me in a fight, man. You know, this this is boxing. You know, you you either it's it's all part of the job. You know, so I'm gonna be okay. I'm I'm gonna be fine. I just want them to wish me the best. You know, and 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 root for me when lose a draw. Okay. And 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 Brian, you you obviously you're yeah. No no mistake of coming as the underdog, but you know, did did you expect to get? Obviously, you you mentioned there were some things in the Frank Sanchez fight that you even going 100 percent, but the result was the result. Did you expect to get an opportunity like this so soon after the after the fight, or did this come as a bit of, a bit of a surprise for you? Yes, it was a bit of a surprise. I um we had been trying to fight a job, but early on um last year, but he kept turning the fight down for whatever reason. So. Yes, it, it was uh, it was a surprise that they even you know called me with called me with the opportunity and the offer. You you you, you claim that they, that they turned you down. Um, why you know why do you think? I mean, obviously, obviously that's more of a question for FA, but why do you think they thought the time is right um, to face to face you right now? Honestly, um, I, I I think it was the Frank Sanchez law to be honest. <laughs> So, so they saw, so they saw something, um, and, and you're and you're trying to prove that what they saw they didn't really see. Is that what you're saying, uh, Brian? Absolutely. Uh, and we're going to keep going to the questions. Carlos Toro, please unmute yourself and uh, ask your question in the ring. Hey, Brian, thanks so much for taking time to talk to us. You know, heading into this fight, obviously you have the you know, Frazier to coming off of losses and knocking out guys in the very first round. I mean, talk to me about the level of confidence that, you know, they, and ability in yourself to be able to sort of bounce back from those losses and pull up losses like the one that you have 
against Carlos Negron. Do you kind of find yourself in a similar type of situation as you did when you uh, fought Carlos? Say that again now. Uh, let me rephrase the question. Do you feel that, you know, confidence-wise and mentality, do you feel that you're sort of in a similar situation where you have to prove, uh, prove to a lot of people that you're still a, a heavyweight to be feared when you first fought Carlos Negron coming out of the loss a couple years ago? Yes, I do. I have absolutely no problem back, bouncing back from losses. I take my losses just like I take my wins. And, and I actually learn more from my losses than I do from my wins. So, and, and we go we go back to the drawing board with, with every loss, and we work on, you know, what the mistakes that were made, and we, and we fix them, we improve, and we move forward. And my mentality is, is my mentality is my mentality. It, it's not going to change. I'm, I'm never going to doubt myself because I, I, I take a loss, whether it be knockout, whether it be stoppage, or whether I lose by decision. My, my confidence is going to always be up. Well, thank you, Carlos, and uh, thank you, thank you, Brian, for, for joining us today. We've got Maxine Vlasov uh, on the line, so we're, we're going to get ready to the uh, one half of the event. But, Brian, before you go, any final words you'd like to say to the fans, the media, uh, as you approach uh, the biggest test of, of your career, Saturday night? I just, I just want everybody to wish me luck, my man. That's, that's about it. Just wish me luck, you know. Root for me, stay on my side. Give me, even though the, the stadium is probably going to be, you know, no fans there, but I want. I just need. I want to feed off everybody's energy and, and put forth my best effort. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brian, and uh, best luck Saturday night. We'll see you in Tulsa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, to clarify, there will be some some fans in attendance, about 800 or so, give give or take. So uh, there there will be a crowd in attendance um, Saturday night. So uh, yes, it'll be it'll be so they'll be making some noise. Um, and now we uh, we we have uh, the Light heavyweight contender, Maxine Glasov on the line, along with uh, Natalia, who will translate uh, will translate uh, for uh, who will translate for um, uh, for, for Max. Uh, so ask your questions, so please give her time uh, to to translate. Maxine, uh, welcome. Hello. Maxine, can you can you um, talk about you know? how excited you are to get this opportunity so soon um, after uh, the positive COVID test in February uh, postponing these fights. Maxine, can you tell us about how excited you are to get this opportunity to get this opportunity to get this opportunity to get this opportunity to Конечно, я ждал этот бой еще в феврале и был ну, реально взволнован этим событием. И когда мне обнаружили коронавирус, ну, естественно, это было шоком, серьезным потрясением для меня, потому что я был в прекрасной форме тогда и был ну, заряжен, заряжен на победу. Вот. И единственное, что отличает данный момент, данный уготовность боя, это то, что э, немножко со сроками у нас ввели в заблуждение, и было сложнее, э, как, так сказать, в такие короткие сроки подойти э, ну, в хорошей форме. Но мы с этим справились, и э, сейчас я также в отличной форме и готов к этому бою. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, back in February, I was very excited about uh, this fight, so I was shocked and I was overwhelmed by the news uh, that it was cancelled or it was older, and I was in excellent shape. I was uh, very much ready and I was uh, sort of uh, charged to win, and uh, this time it's, it's harder because um, I had like less time to prepare. And it was like a very short time for me to prepare, but we uh, got it. So we uh, have made a progress and everything what I need to do in this time. Thank you very, thank you very much, Max. And again, everybody wants to ask a question. Please um, use the raise hand button uh, in, the, in the queue or send me a private message in the chat and we will get you, get you going um, as soon as possible. Uh, Jay Donovan, please uh, lead us off here with Maxine Glasgow. Unmute yourself. There we go. Sorry about that. Thanks, Evan. 
Max, welcome back to the ring. Um, I wanted to know, what was the most difficult part for you in uh, having to recover from COVID? What's all than the shorter training camp on the site? Макс, привет. Добро пожаловать назад на один. Я хотела тебя спросить, а что было для тебя самым сложным, когда тебе пришлось восстанавливать а, свое здоровье после а, диагноза крови? А, что было наиболее а, таким грубым для тебя? А, знаете, мне не пришлось восстанавливаться после крови, потому что абсолютно никаких симптомов у меня не было. И, в принципе, я... Ну, я так думаю, что именно в тот момент а, никакого ковида у меня нет. Возможно, а, были какие-то следы а, прошлой там, бессимптомной а, болезни, но именно в тот момент я был, чувствовал себя абсолютно здоровым и а, был готов к бою на 100%. Просто тест показал наличие этого ну, вируса и бой отменили. Но самое сложное было, это в первую очередь, наверное, вот этот, ну, так скажем, простой компенсировать, который создался в связи с карантином десятидневным, в котором я находился в Лас-Вегасе, потом был перелет домой, акклиматизация, то есть именно все было связано именно вот с моментами вне тренировочного процесса перелеты, акклиматизация и ну, восстановление именно вот после этих событий. I tested positive and uh, the test showed presence of the virus, so I did not have to battle it indeed. So I, I, I guess the hardest thing uh, was to compensate uh, for that uh, time uh, almost uh, because of the quarantine, when there's a quarantine in Las Vegas, that I had to stay uh, 10 days in Las Vegas and then I had to fly back home and then go to uh, uh, the climate change. And, uh, and again, so I have to fly back, um, such kind of things, but it doesn't have anything to do with the training or with the virus because I uh, have out uh, excellent. Okay, great. And then uh, my final question is, a lot of plans are already being made for uh, Better Be to fight Joe Smith. They're acting as if this fight is foregone conclusion. Without giving away game plan, what do you plan to do to disrupt those plans? Значит, еще, вы знаете, что уже они наперед сделали планы а, устроить бой между а, Артуром Бетрубеевым и Джо Смитом а, за чемпионский поезд, как бы, а, да, это все очень преждевременно. Что вы можете сделать для того, чтобы разрушить эти преждевременные планы? Я могу сделать только свою работу, сделать ее на отлично. Поэтому я все-таки планирую все эти планы разрушить в эту субботу. All I can do is just to do my job and to do it uh, to, to do the best what I can, and I do plan to destroy those um, plans uh, next Saturday. Thank you, Jake. And uh, now we go to John D from the Boxing Voice. John, I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name again. John, please unmute yourself and go ahead when ready. Okay, let me thank you.
как бы и каждому сопернику нужны, так скажем, свои, свой подход, своя тактика и своя техника. Поэтому ну, он, естественно, он очень сильный боксер и находится на очень высоком уровне. Но при этом я знаю, что у меня есть возможности для победы.
пытался внести какие-то корректировки в технику, в свою тактику, то вряд ли они будут работать в этом бою. Очень маленький срок для того, чтобы ну, вот эти навыки укрепились в него. Поэтому, да, я э, думаю, абсолютно так же, как и в прошлый раз. Excited. I, you know, if you ever seen The Wizard of Oz, 
and they're about to get into the balloon to go back, right? And and the balloon takes off without it. But for us, it was like that balloon got deflated. You know, you're you're, you're ready. You look at the fight. And you're excited. You're, you know, that world championship right on the cusp. And um, you know, the air comes out of the balloon. So it was hard. You know, it's a tough situation. It's a tough thing to go through. But look, Joe's a fighter. This is a, you know a fight game. It's a tough game. And you got to be medic- mentally and physically strong. And we've been, and Joe's been, over the past couple of weeks, you know, blowing up, blowing up again and excited and ready to get that world championship. That's his goal. And we're going to stay focused on that goal. And, you know, uh, that's been the process, so to speak. So, yes, it was tough and it was hard, but, but um, you know, it was a, a rough experience. But we're pleased. Look, right now, here we are, this Saturday, you know, a short time later, you know, a lot of props to ESPN. They, Got that date cleared uh, top rank, uh, and we were able to get back into this race. And, you know, that's what we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to Saturday because the goal is that world championship and that goal is here. Joe Smith joining us, Joe. How are you doing? I'm feeling great. Fight week. <laughs> I was, and, uh, yeah, so fight week once again, fight week number two. Uh, you know, the, the, the ESPN blood, the top rank blood sweaty gear cameras um, caught the moment. Um, when you found out uh, that, that the fight was being postponed, I believe it was Friday morning, maybe a couple hours before, before the weigh-in, and obviously the heartbreak and the disappointment was, was, was evident, um, you know, on your face. You're, you're trying to figure out, is there any way the fight could happen? And, and Brad Jacobs was trying to explain to you, like, no, you know, and then obviously everybody understood sort of your emotions and, and, and what you were, were going through then. Um, so the question I posed for Joe DeGuardi, I sort of posed for you, is, you know, following that, that disappointment, you were planning a big wedding and a honeymoon and all this stuff, and obviously the, the money of a world title bike comes in handy. I mean, how were you able to, to get over that? I can't even imagine, I can't, I can't imagine going through something like that. How were you able to, to, to regroup? Uh, well, honestly, I'm not over it. Uh, what, what's going to happen is just, you know, I trained harder, and I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just very focused to get in there and finally get this win, and get it behind me, you know, it was a long time coming, and, and uh, you know, I'm just excited to have a, you know, shot at a world championship, and it being so, you know, it came up quick, so it wasn't, you know, it was at the, the right amount of time. And a lot of people have compared this to the, to Rocky IV, obviously, the, the, the blue-collar guy against, against the Russian, and Rocky IV alone <laughs> had that, uh, that big beard, is, this, is that the, Thanks so much, Joe Smith. That's a lot to see. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, J- thank you, Jake. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, we're going to go back to the to check in with John D. John D. Please unmute yourself. Hey, Joe. Um, considering the vaccine's been inactive for approximately 18 months, how do you think that will fare in the fight? Do you think that will give you more of an advantage on Saturday night? Um, you know, although he hasn't been active, you know, on television or in the ring, I'm sure he's been training and preparing, you know, for his next fight. So, you know, I'm expecting the best of him. And, you know, I... I've trained my best to put on a great show and be well prepared for this. And, um, you know, I plan on bringing that belt home and taking away all his plans that uh, he has in mind. That's your friend. Um, fighting on, uh, on home soil as well, 800 fans. Surely that will give you a, a bit more of a boost as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. It'll be nice hearing some fans uh, cheering out in the crowd for us. And, um, you know, I know as well everyone's going to be watching at home and just motivation to put on a great show for everyone. You know, I love, uh, you know, impressing people and making them, um, you know, giving them something to look forward to. And Joe, um, your, your, your promoter, Joe Guardia, you touched on it, and, and Maxine was asked, you know, that there's a lot, you know, a lot of people are already talking about uh, Joe Smith versus Arthur Better BFI, you know, later this summer and sort of with discounting, you know, Max. Uh, you know, you're 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 a humble sort of guy, but how do you sort of avoid letting those talks seep into your preparation and what you're playing to? Because you know, all the boxing fans are saying, "Miss Burst better be it, give it to me next." But you got you, as I said, you got a job at hand to do Saturday night. Yeah, I definitely have a tough task ahead of me. You know, I know Max; he's a tough, durable guy, and uh, you know. All the opportunities that I'm looking at right now, if I win this fight, they could be his if he wins. So I know there's a lot on the line, and um, I have a lot to look forward to. So, you know, I got to get out there and give it 110% to make sure those opportunities come my way. <laughs> now, certainly, certainly. Next week, we have a question from Alan Alford. Alan, can you make yourself a oh, Sure. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being with us, Joe. And uh, I know that it was, I watched that video you talked about, about the disappointment. I could definitely see that. My question to you is, did you have a preference in venue? I know that the venue got changed to MGM or where you're going to be finding out now. Is, there a, is that a difference in your mind? Um, I mean, it's in Oklahoma. It's a little, little harder for some of my fans to get there. But, um, you know, either way, I'm, you know, I don't care where I fight. I just want to get in there, get my belt and my victory. You know, I put a lot of work into this, a lot of time and hard training, you know, and, um, you know, I'm I'm ready to put the belt on my shoulder or my waist. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and obviously, Joe, um, you know, the pandemic has a lot to do with it in terms of when New York is going to allow um, the number of fans that make it realistic, you know, an event on, on there. Uh, have you thought about what, you know, it's been a couple of years since you fought back uh, in either New York City or Long Island at this point. Have you thought about what it's going to be like for you and, and for those devoted fans you have to come see you again uh, in New York when the time is right? Well, it's going to be amazing because I'm going to have a world championship on my shoulder. I'll be defending the belt or either uni- maybe unifying, unifying against uh, the Turbiev or someone else. Who knows? But, uh, you know, it's, it's a great feeling knowing that things are opening back up, and uh, I'll hopefully be able to put on a great show here in Long Island. You, you mentioned Long Island; it's uh, you know, it's pretty big, uh, pretty big, uh, you know, pretty big uh, plot of land, and not many world champions have come from there. Obviously, Buddy McGurk, Chris Algeria, Jamel Herring, and I know I'm forgetting one, so my my, my apologies. But um, is there anybody in particular from your neck of the woods that you uh, that you look up to for from Long Island that that is sort of your, uh, you know, your boxing hero, so to speak, for lack of a better term. I mean, I look up to any fighter who gets in there and, you know, gives it 100% and, uh, you know, dedicates themselves to this sport. It's a tough sport to, you know, very tough to handle this and fight at this level, championship level. Uh, okay, we, um, we, we've got a couple more questions in the queue. 
Um, where I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance here because this person uh, logged in as iPhone, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna take a chance here and see if this whoever is logged in as an iPhone. Uh, next time, make sure you put your actual name uh, on the thing so I know who's going to be asking the question. So iPhone, at, identify yourself and ask your question when ready. We're unmuted iPhone. Now you know, and now the guy, now the iPhone guy. Uh, can, a can't even uh, identify himself, and B, what are you? He's coming. It's, it's Luis Cortez, man. I thought it came up. I, I apologize. Uh, Cortez, uh, he's he, he <laughs> under six months banishment from all calls. So, <laughs> so, so make this question to Joe Smith a good one, all right? I'll, I'll try. Uh, how you doing, Joe? Doing great. Great. Um, so my question is, after the delay, I know fighters are coming into fight week ready to peak on fight night. Um, everybody talked about the mental aspects of what were you doing physically since everything that was postponed, just to make sure that coming into this week now, you didn't overtrain, you didn't overextend yourself, and you're going to be able to have that, that peak performance that, that you need. Um, yeah, I mean, it was tough balancing everything out, but um, I feel I'm going to peak at the right time. You know, I, uh, after I found out I wasn't fighting, I took the week off. I had my wedding, um, enjoyed my wedding, and then jumped right back into it. You know, I worked out hard for the last couple of weeks, and then the last week I just, you know, just been maintaining and sharpening up all my skills. Now, now did you see um, when you got back into sparring, congratulations on the wedding, by the way. Um, but did you see when you got back into actually sparring and having um, preparing yourself for the live bullets coming up on Saturday. Did you see that um, you actually were able to to glide back into the, the the grind of it and the process since you were already so prepared? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't really take much time off. You know, I got right back to it. Letting that following week, and I was sparring the following week. <laughs> you know, wedding was on. Yeah, I was back in the ring on Tuesday, so it was uh, not much of a layoff. <laughs> All right, thanks for the uh, answers, and uh, best of luck to you on, on Saturday night. And uh, Evan, I'll make sure that uh, I get a victory over these Zoom calls and have my knee next time. Yeah, yeah, no, please do that, please do that, but know that you, uh, you're not going to back on. Well, no, you'll you have a lot of time to figure it out, because no yeah. problem, uh, we'll get back on. Thank you, thank you, Evan, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Cheers. Uh, next up, we got a couple more questions here for, for Joe Smith, and then we're gonna let uh, let him uh, go on his way. Joshua Brewer, please unmute yourself and go ahead. Well, Joe, so um, I had a question regarding so say you pick up this title, not to look past your opponent or anything, Maxim here who will be that challenge, but is uh, two things: is unification your uh, ultimate goal, and given such. Say you take on the likes of Better Beab or even uh, Behold, for instance. Uh, what would be your plan as far as tackling those fights? Especially say you rematch Behold, which was a good fight last time around. He he was definitely fundamentally uh, putting in a lot of good work, and you were able to catch him. What would you do different this time around to ensure you get the victory? You know. <laughs> That's uh, another shot at Bibble. You know, I think it definitely be a lot different this time around. I got a lot more experience. And, you know, when the first time I fought him, I was just looking for one big punch. And now I'm putting combinations together. I'm moving better. And uh, you know, I believe it's going to be a totally different fight. I mean, I got lucky and landed one good shot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I really hurt him there. So, this time around, if I can land a few shots, what's going to happen? <laughs> uh, th- thank you for that. Uh, next, we have Eric Alexander. Eric, please unmute yourself and go ahead. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Um, what does it mean to you to have the capability, the chance to win a world title in front of a crowd in a time where a lot of people are fighting inside of bubbles? You get the chance to fight. In, even, even though it's a small crowd, you still get the chance to fight in front of a live audience. Does that have a special meaning to you? Um, yeah, it's, it's nice to have a few, you know, few fans there and, you know, crowds. Um, but it would have been a little different, you know, 
fighting in front of a sold-out arena for a world championship, but I know everyone's watching around the world on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and, yeah. you know, I'm just looking forward to making my dream come true and becoming a world champion. Uh, thank you for that. And, uh, you know, Joe, uh, you, you, you've been on, you've had multiple world champions in, in your stable um, before uh, Joe DeBorey. What, personally, um, what would this mean for you, given the journey you've been on with Joe Smith, uh, for it to culminate Saturday night with the WBA World Title? Well, it'd be thrilling. I mean, uh, Joe's been great to work with. He's always, uh, you know, that common man, Monica, but really, you know, he's a, a warrior deep down, and he's so thrilling and exciting to watch. And some of my most exciting fights, I've been watching Joe. Um, and that surprise knockout over from Fowler years back, a few years back, um, and everything he's been doing since then. It would be a real thrill and just a great, uh, it's been a great ride with Joe, and I know that we have a lot down the pike. I think uh, the future's so bright for him, and I mean, the stars are out there for him. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. He's really, really come a long way. He's developed tremendously physically. He's become a much, much, you know, he's an all-around fighter. An all-around fighter now, and I love it. So it would be very, very rewarding, and I can't wait for Saturday night. I just love watching him play. And I think Joe DeGuardi speaks for, um, obviously, bias here, you know, working for top rank, but uh, I think uh, speaks for all boxing fans uh, and, and media. Uh, what, what, you know, we're talking about loving to watch Joe Smith Jr. fight. Joe, um, your final, your head for Tulsa in a day or so, um, your final thoughts, anything you'd like to relay to the fans, the media, uh, to, those, to those that have been watching you uh, for so long. Man, I just want to, you know, I want to thank everybody who's going to be tuning in. And, you know, I'm going to get it out there and give it 110%. You know, put on a great show for all my fans and friends, family, friends, all the boxing fans, you know. Um, you know, I plan on bringing that world title back home and, you know, looking very good doing it. Well, thank you. Thank you to Gordy Joseph for joining us today. Um, Osage Casino, Saturday night, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Main event and co-main, 10 p.m. Eastern at ESPN, ESPN Plus, and uh, ESPN Deportes. We have many options to watch the fight. Undercard, 5.30 Eastern, exclusively on ESPN Plus. Jared Anderson, Albert Bell, a lot of great young prospects uh, in action. It will be a sold-out crowd over in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, uh, and an official press conference will be Thursday, way in Friday. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us today, and we will see you Saturday night. Thank you very much. Yes, and that is the Zoom press conference here at Top Rank on the Allen and Aaron Sports Tech Radio Show. Really appreciate them inviting us on the show so that we can give you guys some special access to hear what some of the fighters are saying, what's going on, and behind the scenes look. You know, that's what we do here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Tech Radio Show. We make it fun, engaging, and you never know what we're going to bring you. So it's World of Sports, I'm going to give you my predictions of those fights that are coming up on Saturday. I'm going to give you those predictions Friday evening on our show at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, that's this Friday. I will give you all my predictions at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time during our live podcast with myself and Aaron. We'll be uh, going over the boxing world. We'll be discussing these fights, things that I had some takeaways, a lot of great things and sports that we're going to talk about too. We'll talk about Major League Baseball that got started on the first opening day. We're going to talk about, of course, uh, golf too. We're going to talk about that and boxing and NFL. So we'll get you up to date on all the sports, let you have a great evening on Friday night. And it's right before the fight. So we'll see how, how my, well my picks are. It was great to uh, be part of the, the conference call we definitely want to thank Top Rank for in giving us an invitation to go ahead and join the press conference. You know, hopefully this will be many, one of many, but we are very appreciative people here at the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Again, we want to thank Top Rank. We want to thank you, the fans, for bringing us. You make us who we are, and we really appreciate you following us, listening to us here on iHeartRadio, liking our page on Facebook, following us 
on YouTube as well. I've got a lot of great YouTube fans, uh, you know, my page on Alan Alford. So definitely we appreciate all the comments. I appreciate all the likes and, and the follows. You guys we really appreciate it. And it means a lot to us. And definitely we we love you. So from the Alan and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show, I would speak on behalf of Aaron. You know, I kind of can I myself, Alan handles most of the boxing just because it's something that uh I have more of an inside track on it and it's something that Aaron follows more of the older boxers, I find more of the newer boxers. So I'll give you some more great content and more great things coming up later this year. But uh, follow us and keep up to date. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys have a a great, great Monday. Hope you have a fantastic week. Again, we'll be back on the air Friday evening, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. I hope you all have a, a blessed week in the meantime. Be well, be safe, and be blessed. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Evan Aaron's Post Talk Podcast. <laughs> Subscribe and check us out on your favorite social media platform. Thank you. <laughs>